This is a uh, special episode that I'm doing that I'm actually going to put out on both my band from Argo Star Trek podcast and on Project Shadow because it deals with ideas from Star Trek and I feel like with everything going on, I have to rework what I was actually going to do this season on Band from Argo. So, yeah, that's going to be fun, like everything right now. So, what I would like to talk about on today's show is what does infinite diversity and infinite combination mean? And I apologize if you subscribe to both shows and you get this twice, but I... I I didn't want to have to try to record it two different ways to say it differently. So let's talk about that on this special episode of both Project Shadow and Band from Argo. Incoming transmission. Sounds like code, sir. I have a fix on it, Captain. I believe I can lock on it. Get a picture of their bridge. Put it on the screen. I have something to say. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and I would like to welcome you yet again to this special episode, crossover episode of Band from Argo and Project Shadow. And today, like I said, I want to talk about what does infinite diversity and infinite combination really mean, because Anybody who's listened to Project Shadow for any period of time or followed my work for any period of time knows that this is one of the great cornerstones of my own personal philosophy and one of the great things that I think that Gene Roddenberry gave to the world. And with everything going on right now, I, I just felt like this is what we needed to talk about. Because with the protests over the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and everybody else that, I mean, the list is just so long. I mean, I could do a three, four hour show that's just reading off the names of people who have been recently murdered or assaulted by the police. And then you add onto that J.K. Rowling deciding that now is the perfect time to come out full bore as a transphobe because I don't think she understands what the world is going through right now. Because now is not the time. It's, it's just not. Like, we don't have to try to co-op other people's moment for our own. Like, ugh. It's just also frustrating. So I want to talk about this in a way that we kind of haven't on the show before. And over at Project Shadow, I have done many episodes about Edic, infinite diversity and infinite combination going all the way back to the beginning years of this show. And I think right now is where we have to really embrace it. Because 
what infinite diversity and infinite combination actually means is that our strength comes from our diversity. That we look at the world differently, that we perceive the world differently, and through those differences, we come up with alternative solutions to problems that when we come back together and seek consensus, we can actually find a better path forward. It also means that we have to stop taking pot shots at other people, people's cultures because it helps us feel better about our own in some way. To quote Gene Roddenberry about this, if humanity is to survive, we will have to learn to take delight in the essential differences between people and between cultures. We will learn that differences in ideas and attitudes are a delight. Part of life's exciting variety, not something to fear. And that is the heart of this. And we have to learn to celebrate our differences in culture, in attitude, in experience, and make change together. Fix the things that are broken and not continue to lie to ourselves that just because the system may work for us, that it's working for everyone. Or that just because now is one community's just explosion, eruption, I, I don't know what the right word is, convulsion of rage that honestly, I, I like I've said in previous episodes, I, I don't understand the level of self-control that people of color have, that especially the black community in the United States has, to not just exist in that rage constantly. But one of the things that has been cropping up in places here, there, and yonder is this idea what well, we accept all here. And so we are not saying that people aren't entitled to their points of view, but that we are just simply expressing ours. And I, I want to tackle that straight on because I think it goes to the heart of what edict means of what this moment in world history means, and especially in American history. No, we do not have to tolerate all opinions. We don't. And it's a very simple way to understand which ones we don't. Racism never has to be tolerated, accepted, or permitted. Because for racism to work, the end goal, the end argument has to be genocide or apartheid or some other terrible crime against humanity. That's the only way to ensure the superiority and purity of the race. So racism is, by its very nature, violent. Simply saying that you have a preference in that way 
is not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is despising other people. As I talked about last week, it's a very different thing for me to say that I have pride in my Irish heritage, which I do. That's a very different thing from saying, and so everyone who's not Irish is lesser than me. That's a big difference. If you don't have my blood, well, you know what? Our blood is 99% the same. So <laughs> it's, it's a ludicrous statement on its face, but stating a preference, like I said, for an actual culture, and whiteness is not a culture, it is an artificially constructed category which allows people to be racist without thinking they're racist, and that's why it is dangerous. But stating a preference for our culture, or saying that we take pride in our culture, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with being proud of who you are and where you came from. And no one, I don't think anyone, is saying that. But what we are trying to say is that racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia are wrong because they are comprised of inherently violent speech. And that is something that cannot be allowed to exist in a civilized society. Now, I'm not saying we hunt these people down and all that, right? Yes, this is America, and people are entitled within their own heads to have whatever views they want to have, no matter how horrible or shameful they are. But whether those have to be respected in public, not challenged in public, or codified into law, that's a very different thing. You see, what we are discussing here is institutionalized racism. It is the laws and actions that we have established, the traditions, the manner in which we do things that have allowed those white supremacist thoughts, those racist thoughts to be enacted in society. So no one is saying you can't be proud of being Irish or British or Scottish or whatever. No one's saying that. What we're saying is we cannot tolerate violent rhetoric such as, don't you understand that this entire class of people is inferior? That is violent rhetoric at its heart. And those who espouse it, I can already hear them saying, ha ha, ha ha, you just contradicted yourself because you're saying that we are a class of people who are inferior. That's not what I'm saying. You're not listening. So let's address that, shall we? This may just be my own thing, but I don't believe in this superior-inferior paradigm thing. I don't think anybody is superior to anyone else. I don't think anyone is inferior to anyone else. I think we all have our own talents and strengths. I have people in my family who have various mental disorders. I have a member of my family who has Down, Down syndrome. They are not inferior or superior. They simply have different abilities. The amount of love that they give is far beyond. I mean, the, just the sheer love and acceptance that comes out of them 
is beyond what I'm even capable of comprehending. And that's almost a superpower. And I'm not saying that they're special or gifted because of their disability, if that's how you want to see it. That's not what I'm saying at all. But they're not inferior because their IQ is low. So no, I, I don't believe that people who are racist, sexist, homophobic, or transphobic are inferior or lesser. Often I feel like they've been brainwashed and are part of a cult, a cult that doesn't want to let go of the past, that doesn't want to embrace the future, or that wants to excuse the bad actions of some people so that they can profit off of it by getting various groups to target each other so that we're distracted by the hand that's picking our pocket behind us. And that's a topic for a completely different show. You see, I don't think people understand that we have a word for threatening someone. And yes, we talk about threatening, but assault and battery, the reason it's assault and battery, assault is verbally saying destructive, harmful, and threatening things. Battery is actually hitting them. I, I, I feel like this is so self-evident that I shouldn't have to say it in 2020, but racism is assault. It is by its basic definition. And because we couldn't get people to understand that, we tried to pass hate speech laws to try to get people to understand that racism, sexism, homophobia is assault. When you constantly berate any individual or class of people into feeling that they are inferior, lesser, or not deserving of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is an assault on their character, their class, and their humanity. And that's why they're accepted from this rule. It's not an arbitrary thing. You can't say, we are going to accept everyone, including those who wish violence upon us. That's how you destroy yourself as a people. Right? This is why we, oh, we ourselves always fall for the no true Scotsman problem. The fallacy out there, you know, no real police officer would do what Derek Chauvin did to George Floyd. No real white person would do that. No real black person would do that. No real what Christian would do that or say that. And because we say that, we exclude them from our dialogue. We exclude them from the category. They're not us. So we don't have to look at ourselves. You see, no true policeman would murder an unarmed black person. So we don't have to worry about police brutality. We just have to find the bad apples. But no. See, the problem with the no true Scotsman rule and why it is a fallacy is it is blinding. No, he is a police officer, and thus we have to look at how policing works. Because the people who killed Breonna Taylor were police officers. I'm not going to keep naming names. I want to keep naming names, but I'm not going to keep naming names. This 
is a problem. We have to look at ourselves, and any kind of introspection is hard. It is difficult, it is painful, but we have to do it. And we have to examine everything in our society, everything that we are doing. And we have to do it constantly. Eternal vigilance is the cost of freedom. It is. If you're not constantly questioning why somebody needs to have that level of power or to do those things, then you're just letting your freedoms slip away. This is the burden placed on us in a democracy. So, no, we don't have to accept bigots in the equation of infinite diversity and infinite combination. We do not have to accept them, just like you would never accept someone who threatens your city on the city council, right? I mean, let's think about this. Let's, let's go into an absurd argument for a moment, just to make this really clear. Should the penguin sit on the Gotham Bay <laughs> financial board? Should the Joker be invited to give his opinions on how the police work? No, because these are people who are fundamentally against the idea that, you know, all wealth shouldn't belong to them and that there should be law and order in the first place. And it's a ludicrous idea and it's, it's laughable. Well, people who espouse racist, sexist, homophobic, and transphobic views, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, are trying to create hierarchies of inferior and superior people so that they can justify their own power and privilege. Whether or not they feel that way or not, and I know, especially when it comes to the transphobia argument, it's always couched in victimhood, and that's a whole other issue. Look, men do terrible things. I've been raped. I understand that. Sexual abuse is a problem. I was molested by a teacher as a child, and I have been the victim of rape as an adult. I understand that. But I would never say, hashtag all men are predators, because they're not. My husband is not. I've known many men who are not. And we can't lump everyone together. You see, that idea that we are creating these universal classes of people is the heart of the problem that we're trying to get beyond when we talk about infinite diversity and infinite combination. You see, we are all human. We are all alive. We are all sentient beings who are trying to discover the best way we can survive. And for some, that may be religion or meditation. For others, that might be sports or creativity or what have you that fills those. It could be music. So no, there's not a one-size-fits-all. And that's what we're talking about here. And all of these classes, whether it's racism, which tries to lump all people of a specific race into a group, or be it colorism, ethnicity, whatever they're trying to do to bring people down, you can't lump all people together because they share a shade of skin tone 
or a nation of origin. That's ridiculous. There is diversity there. And by pretending not to see it, you're part of the problem. Not all women are the same. Not all men are the same. Not all queer people are the same. Not all trans people are the same. Everyone is different. Every community has an infinite diversity within it. Because if you actually drilled down, you would see that people are people and people are strange. If I can make two song references here. We all disagree on everything. We are all different in almost every possible way. Those similarities that we have are smoothed out. They are. They're as artificially constructed as the terms that we've been using. So no, we shouldn't lump everyone together and start making hierarchies of who is superior and inferior, who is real and who is not real. None of that helps. Because all of that is violence. And we do not have to tolerate violent rhetoric and violent actions. Because, at least for me, nonviolence is the answer. And that doesn't, that can't happen if we allow those who have the most violence and vitriol in them to say in our groups. I hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> it's probably not what you thought you were going to get today. Or if you've been paying attention to the kinds of shows that I've been doing on Project Shadow, it's probably exactly the episode you thought you were going to be getting today. Because, uh, uh, subtle anger, rage, it's, it's all in there, and I'm just trying to get it all out in a way that's coherent and helpful. At least that's my goal. So I want to thank you for listening. If you didn't know that I have two podcasts, I do. I actually have quite a few. But today we're talking about my Band from Argo podcast, which is a Star Trek-themed podcast, which is weekly. And we have Project Shadow, which is daily, which is about life from the point of view of a writer. And thus I'm using stories to explain these things, because that's what I do. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear addressed on either show, depending on which one you're listening to right now, down in the show notes, you will find a link to a, the voice message system. Keep it clean and short. I think they only give you, a, I think, a minute or two minutes to leave a message. So it needs to be short and clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I am C. Dorset on both. And you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you are listening to me on Band from Argo, um, I don't know what I'm going to do about the Picard series that we were doing, but I am going to be doing a lot more Star Trek themed episodes like this probably going forward. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Do let me know what you want to hear because <laughs> I have very mixed feelings right now and I just felt like this needed to come out this week on that show. Alrighty. So I did that. Patreon. <laughs> And the listener support are in the show notes. If you have money, you want to give money, I love you. Please do. It helps. If you don't have any money or you don't want to give, that's fine. But please share anything that I do that you like, because that helps out more than you could possibly know. Thank you to everybody who's been helpful and supportive, not only to me, but to others through all this. 
it really does make a difference. And uh, I guess the only way to end this is by mashing up the endings. So, as always, be well, be safe, live long and prosper, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.